about bringing up controversial subjects and a series of quests for strange horrors. It feels good. Guidance is internal. We live on a placid island of ignorance in the midst of black seas of infinity. Do not think there are things in this universe which you cannot understand and which are true. Welcome to Far Off Topic, episode 25. I'm your host, Fiasco Jones, coming to you from inside the secret underground tunnels below the majestic W Hotel on the embattled grounds of Fight Island here in Abu Dhabi. By now, everyone has heard the word woke spit from the bitter lips of a disillusioned liberal or dyspeptic conservative ship poster. But what's so wrong with being woke? What does it even mean? Are we all even talking about the same thing, or have antagonistic provocateurs manipulated the meaning in order to blunt the political progress of the left? We'll try to make heads or tails in our feature segment. And have you heard about the new online storefront where you can purchase kids recently kidnapped off the streets? No? Well, let me tell you, it puts a new spin on the jingle, Wayfair, we've got just what you need. We'll tell you all about it in our Know Your Hoax segment at the end of the show. With that, I'm joined by Tiwi from the velour fainting couch inside her head, and because no one is man enough to tell him he's not man enough to put the mic away, I'm also joined by Steven Jackson, a.k.a. Jax, a.k.a. Mr. Glasses. Jax, how is life? Uh, it's terrible. It's just terrible, generally. Like, uh, it's it's hot, uh, it's, it's shitty, um... Yeah, the kid kicked me out of my my office, so um, I. You, that's why. That's I why have, the audio has dropped so so badly. Yeah, I'm coming to you from a garage. Um, but all in all, at least we don't live in like some third world shithole that like, you know, grabs people off the street for having a political uh, opinion at a protest. I mean, at least that's not happening, yeah, I mean, right? <laughs> no, no. Good thing that we don't yeah. live. Anywhere like we have that. the right to be here and talk about things that might offend. Tiwi, how are how are you things? I heard you uh, you escaped recently to go uh, trash it up in a park. Yes, I did. I had a trash fest with my coworker friend. We drank white claws by a scenic, oh, delicious <laughs> artificial pond. Um, we wore masks. Um, so I. Th- but yeah, so I did that. I went for a walk with my other friend also. Oh, I did it twice. Yeah, so I I broke quarantine twice. <laughs> no respect for, for your fellow And American. my neighbor, yeah. my neighbor got stabbed. Oh. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you told me that. And like somebody stabbed his dog yeah, or something like that? Yeah, they stabbed his dog. I shouldn't laugh, but yeah. Man, that's shitty. They did. That's shitty. I know. I'm pretty sure they haven't said who the suspect, who sadly was killed, um, who he was. They haven't identified him. But I'm wondering if it's this dude that was following me and my son around, like about a, a few days Jesus. before that. Because I actually, you know, I'm sure dads get the same thing that moms get, where you're like, "This feels wrong." And I was just walking with him, and he's like three, so he walks slow. And I had to do the whole, like, I'm going to pick you up and we're going to walk all the way across the street <laughs> right now. Because this weird guy, yeah. kind of looked like Jesus without shoes on, which Jesus probably didn't oh wear shoes, God. was like following me and staring at me weird. So I was like, uh, I'm not into this. I wonder if it was The same guy. type of yeah. thing happened to me like years ago. I was at a park with my daughter, who's, who, who's 18 now, but she was like two at the time. And some cat starts walking into the park, and he's, like, swinging a butterfly knife. Ugh. And he's walking right at us. And I'm like, yeah, this isn't good. 
Um, and so then I put myself, he keeps coming, he's close. He, so I put myself in between him and my kid and I was like, put the knife down. And he's like, oh, I was just going to a drinking fountain. So I'm like, they're like 30 <laughs> yards that way. You're coming right to my kid. Mental so health. that was a bad day. Wow. I was yeah. like, oh, I'm getting stabbed. I'm totally getting stabbed. I mean, apparently neither one uh, of us got yeah. that lottery winning prize. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> My and you've turned into like a, one of those park people too. So like, it just the odds are drinks in the park. Yeah, it's true. Parks are dangerous. It turns out uh, human beings are uh, very dangerous animals to coexist near. So uh, you know that's that's why I'm over here sequestered on an island because uh, yeah, man, I ain't about that people Mm-mm. life. Um, all right, well we caught up. Well, let's get into our feature conversation. But before we start, please. Pardon my politics. Uh, I don't know what I said. Uh, but I'm the decider. With a good conscience, our only sure reward. I'm an extremely stable genius. <laughs> so let's start off with a disclaimer. As I began putting the rundown together, I quickly realized that I was not going to be able to cover the totality of what it means to be woke. If anything, I see this as an opening statement in a longer conversation about the evolution of the left, the disillusioned left, and right-wing antagonism toward the left. But since we've never really talked about it on our show, I figured we could use this time to take the temperature of everyone in the room to see how they're feeling about the issue. I'm sure the subject will come up in future episodes, so it will be interesting to see how our ideas about this moment in political history change over time. That being said, Woke has become one of those words that blows up like a hand grenade whenever someone hurls it into a conversation these days. I hear it thrown out more often as a slur than a rallying cry, but that could just be a product of the media I listen to. In this form, the term is defined as liberalism gone wrong. By this definition, it manifests as a reactionary drive in the modern, ill-informed, overly emotional left-wing hoi polloi that care more about scoring moral victories than they do about drafting policy. Those who spend any time transiting the silky threads of the intellectual dark web know what I'm talking about. Folks like Sam Harris, the Weinstein brothers, Eric and Brett, who actually coined that moniker, and Joe Rogan, to name only a few. These folks have railed against what they consider woke culture for years now. They see much of what's wrong with the left as emanating from this movement which they believe is leading the nation towards some nightmare dystopia of soy burgers and humanely cultivated vegetable platters with a a medley of authoritarianism thrown on the side. As far as conservatives and the alt-right are concerned, liberalism in all its forms is a mental illness to begin with, so uh, honestly God knows what they think of wokeness, if uh, they even think it's something new at all. To be sure, woke is not a new thing as far as political ideas go. I've seen some people charting its origin as far back as the 1940s, but most people agree that the modern idea of woke began in 1962 with the New York Times essay by Williams Melvin Kelly titled, If You're Woke, You Dig It. Woke is an idea that was born from black Americans to express a kind of revelation about their history and place in the broader American story. The word evolved to encompass a wider panoply of social justice issues after George Zimmerman was acquitted in the Trayvon Martin murder case. That was also the advent of Black Lives Matter. Today, wokeness would appear to mean awareness of the systemic racial injustice inherent in not just our criminal justice system, but throughout the entire U.S. organism itself. 
It's both a call for understanding and a battle cry for like-minded fellow travelers to help dismantle this system in hopes of righting the wrongs of past generations. So let me pitch it to you guys. Uh, What does woke mean to you? And do you see it as a positive or negative thing in our current uh, communication atmosphere? Chiwi, I'll start with you. I mean, I don't usually say woke, to be honest with you. It's not like in my lexicon, but um, I think, I mean, I feel like it's kind of a, it's sort of not a serious word, but um, it's supposed to be like somebody who is aware of sort of the cultural terminology. Um, I don't really know that they necessarily fully embrace everything, but sometimes they're just more of like people that are just aware is it a pejorative term or do you because like even you said like uh, i've never heard everyone say like i'm woke you know i've heard people Um, say it as a joke yeah i've never heard it used seriously i've heard like i know that the right is starting to sort of um use it as a pejorative so i don't know um i just don't use it it's just one of those terms that i'm kind of like eh you're not serious if you're using it i guess I don't think I've ever heard any like right. serious people using that in a legitimate context. Jax, what about you? Yeah, same. I mean, like, I think the underlying concept we can certainly talk about, but like uh, the actual word itself, I don't, I think it is a pejorative. Um, and, and like liberals use it as like a joke and conservatives use it as a slur. Um, that's, that's my take on it as well. Um, but like, so, so as I was kind of getting this show together, I started to you know, co- try to compile as many like uh, headlines as I could that I feel like evoke the woke and, uh, that, that seem, they, they seem like parody headlines and, uh, but uh, you know, whatever. So this is the one I, 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 uh, I'm going to read for you. Um, new push to rename body parts like the Adam's apple and Achilles tendon because they are irrelevant and misogynistic. Um, so from that headline only, what do you think? Is, is that, cause that, that to me is the classic woke headline of like going back to things that seem fairly just benign, but then saying, you know, someone saying, okay, well, uh, these are these are evil for a number of reasons. So, like yeah, Adam's apple, Achilles heel. Her the, the the doctor who's actually doing this is a Queensland, Queensland specialist obstetrician and gynecologist, and and an anatomy lecturer. Her name is Doctor Kristen Small, and she really believes that there's too much of an emphasis on like Greek European culture in the naming of bodies. Plus, of course, Adam's apple and stuff like that that uh, are she says misogynistic. Um, just in this one article, does that does that sound like overreaching to you, or does that seem like, well, sure, yeah, why not, uh, Jax? I mean, who cares? Like, why do people give a shit about this? Um, if this is your if this is your cause, I don't. I think you need to like. I think you need more time. You need less time because I don't. I don't see this as being like a big deal, and I think that that's the beef that a lot of people have with woke culture is. Um, like who gives a shit what you call the goddamn Adam's apple. And if, and how can that be misogynistic when am I crazy? Do females have Adam's apples? No. No. So they technically have, they have, it's, it's basically just a piece of cartilage that eventually mutates in a specific way in men. However, but like essentially women, however, 
If you're talking about trans individuals, they will say that women do have Adam's apples. So right. I think that's maybe right. what and that's guess, addressing, but only in that particular instance. I don't know about the Achilles heel, what that offends. Because Achilles is a man, I think, <laughs> or a mythical man. It's like mythical. Like, it's it like European. It's Eurocentric, I guess, at the very least. <laughs> his yeah, his mother dipped him into the the sea, the the, the river something, Akron maybe, and then uh, she was because she was holding his heel. That yeah. was the only part that wasn't immortal. So that was his weakness mm. and whatever. I guess it's not, it's not really our weakness. It's just a piece of, you know, it's yeah. a piece of tendon flesh. Hurts like hell when you get hit. <laughs> and that's the thing. I think that's the, that's, the, uh, that's the divide is that, like, some people are offended that, at, at seemingly irrelevant things or seeming, seemingly benign things. Is that, and that uh, the wokeness, it becomes like a, a, a landmine. And the other article that I have here is Boeing Communications Chief Resigns Over 33-Year-Old Article. In that article, Neil Golightly, uh, he had penned an opinion piece saying that women shouldn't be allowed in the military. Um, That seems like a shitty thing to say now, but in 1987, that was the, the... Everyone was penning articles saying women shouldn't be in the military. And women weren't allowed in the military at all until, I think... uh, Bill Clinton, I'll let women were, I mean, oh no, they, they actually were in, they've been in the military for a long time. Yeah, the combat. combat, yeah. And and I think Obama is the one that let them go into combat. I don't even think Clinton basically said that you can have some, there's some little things like here and there, but it was only until Obama that he said, oh yeah, sure, sure, you can go fight. Sure, why not? I think so, Bush let them fight. Is that right? Yeah, because there's, if I'm not mistaken, there were frontline females in Iraq. Oh yeah, there were. Well, I think that there's they, they could fly fighter jets. They could fly. They could they could do some of those jobs like Not piloting, Marines. but they couldn't actually be like Marines and like front ground forces. Regardless, the point is is that it's been a long time before women were even allowed to do ground forces, be ground forces, and at that time it was considered a legitimate, you know, thing to to be against. So this guy. Uh, Seems to be, and I don't know if he's evolved he on his, his evolved. point of view. And that's I, probably why they got rid of him. I still don't even think. He, why does he have to change his opinion about women in the because military to run? It Boeing? shows that he's sexist. And if you look at their board, are there any women on their board? I feel like if he is in power and he's the final person that's promoting and you know directing people's lives in this organization, he should be giving everyone an equal chance and if he holds these views that women are inferior or whatever that's really a big problem for all of the females that work at boeing but like what if he has evolved well then he should prove that i guess but but it sounds like he hasn't they're not going to get rid of you just over an article i mean from my perspective they would because like what we see is this the the New York Times publishes a, a an article, uh, an opinion piece by Tom Cotton, who's a jackass, and says, you know, that basically says the military should be going into towns and, and breaking up these protests. And, like, the marketplace of ideas is dead, and uh, people freak out so much that the editor of the opinion page has to resign. So, I, I don't know. I think, like, when that... When that train starts rolling at people and at companies, they don't want to deal with it. It's easier to just cut you loose. That's just my opinion. I could be wrong. Yeah, I want to get into the idea of like 
companies, because there's that whole idea of virtue signaling that's attached to this as well, that seems like a a red herring. But to answer Tiwi's earlier question, uh, Mr. Golightly, who resigned after just six months at Boeing, said in an interview that the views he expressed as a young pilot in no way represent what he believes today. He said people should have room to mature and change their ideas as their careers progress without being judged on opinions they had decades ago. So it seems, I mean, at least like he's saying he's evolved in that position. So, yes. But he is PR, though. That's like, <laughs> he was PR. He was the PR guy. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at the same time, though, it, I mean, it is a, th- they're pointing to the fact that it's a 33-year-old article. That is what, like, not like something that happened two months ago, you know? That, the, the fact that they're saying that this is the reason why you're a, a piece of garbage seems like an overreach to me. Um, but you are, I do, I do 100% agree that, yes, if, it, if, if, you know, the, yes, he, he still holds this idea. It's very strident. You know, women women deserve to be at the house. That would be problematic if he, he's the guy that that signs off bonuses, you know, uh, and promotions. It's like, okay, well, I don't think he's going to give me a fair shot. Um, but uh, so on the on the flip side, though, so as an article, and I, well, this will be the last headline, but uh, NRA warns Clinton will steal right to self-defense. Um, I don't get it. Would that be considered a a woke article if that's if you cared about the Second Amendment and and the you know American traditions and you think that those are going away and that they're under siege? Is hemming and hawing about the possibility that a Democrat will come in and steal your guns? Is that woke or is that just no? You know, fair game, fair play. That's not woke. So, Tiwi. Yeah, no, that's not. I feel like anything regarding the Second Amendment is not woke unless it's like. We need to update this shit. I th- I don't know. The Second Amendment is like, whatever. The second greatest amendment. So, so <laughs> yeah, sure. So so that gets me to my my next little piece though. Is that it sounds? It seems then that because woke, yes, yeah, sounds more like a, it has been used or deployed linguistically as a slur nowadays because i don't hear anyone saying they're like oh i'm woke and people rallying around like it's a battle cry get woke or be woke or blah 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 uh it seems to be to to be sure of course the origins came from uh the black community and it was a a a point of of becoming aware of your racial identity in the greater american narrative um so yes woke has been around and has been spoken by people positively but now it's being i only ever hear it spoken out by like sam harris or the uh the disill or they call the dark intellect the, the sorry the internet intellectual dark web guys and it's like to them the biggest scourge in the world um but at the same time i i feel like the right wing has been hemming and hawing about myriad moral panics you know like in the abortion issue um the, i mean the pill for christ's sake women going to work you know Th- these have all been moral issues they, they weren't necessarily like just policy issues they were ground in a morality that they see um as right and wrong and so they they, they fought against it what's the difference between uh the left who has come aware uh, has now has a political voice that is trying to exert on the the body body politic and saying hey now we're we're sick and tired of some of these issues we're going to be more vocal about it what's the difference is it because they're you know the the right wingers didn't riot uh is that the difference tiwi 
I would say it's because they're very regressive. I think that they're not, I mean, by definition, woke is sort of like you're awoken, like you wake up, it's something new, it's something fresh, you're like learning about some new thing. Their whole ethos is basically let's go back to a period of time when we had power and this wasn't a question. I mean, they literally are like make America great again. They want to go backwards. Everything's backwards. It's not about being, it's about going to sleep, not being woke up. Right. Jax? Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, being woke is being, is in my mind is, is, uh, is being able to see and identify areas where people are repressed and where there is repression the problem, you know, from my perspective, the oppressors are typically those folks who uh, are on the right. So uh, I don't I don't know. I don't I don't think it's a, a good comparison. to Right. So obviously, yeah, the, clear, the clear complaint here, the, the real issue comes into when you start talking about deplatforming people and the. Uh, student riots or student protests. I shouldn't call them riots. They're student protests. Um, that I remember the one for uh, Milo Yiannopoulos when he, I think, went to Berkeley, yeah. and the student body there said, "No, he's a piece of shit, and we don't. He, we shouldn't be talking about. He shouldn't be allowed to speak to large audiences because there's no value in the things he says." Um, I think that struck a lot of people on that. I think probably are older and not as like full of piss and vinegar as the kids are, um, as, as, as kind of shocking as, as a, one of those things like, well, well, that doesn't sound good. You know, we should be allowing anyone to talk. Now they did the same thing to Richard Spencer. And I don't think Richard Spencer actually does have anything valuable to say. Um, so what is the, what is the, the line there? Is it, I mean, should we just be letting anyone, you know, talk? I mean, I know what my, my instinct is, but, uh, Tiwi, do, do you think that deplatforming folks was the right way to go? And, Probably that's probably the poison pill for wokeness. Um, I mean, I don't think Milo does have anything worthwhile to say personally, but uh, I think because it was like a school event, that's where I think it would be kind of sketchy. Wasn't it like the conservative student group or something was trying to have him come and talk to kids? Yeah, just like in there. Like, but it, it was also kind of like what they've been doing for years and years and years of like, just here's we've rented out the auditorium space I mean, and we're bringing ultimately, our, our Ultimately, the way guy. I see it is if you are paying money to go to that school and you don't want that person to be coming there for whatever reason, then, I mean, it's commerce, you know? I feel like if they want to, whatever, protest and the school agrees, there you go. Ultimately, it's like up to the school, right? It is a business. So I feel like it's just like any other place where they say we can kick you out for any reason. I mean, it is and it isn't, though, right? Because it is a school. At the same time, yes, people are paying for the privilege to go there. But at the same time, the charter for a school should be to teach people, you know, like to, to, to mix the ideas together. And what is the harm of like... You know, is are the ideas of Milo Yiannopoulos so 
convincing that to hear them would to be to to create a generation I of right wing shit posters. I don't you know, know that it's convincing. I think it's just offensive. It's like having David Duke come to your school. I don't know. It's just like why would you sanction that? I think. I would be upset if my kid went to a school that sponsored some a-hole to come and speak to them. But what if it wasn't sponsored? It was just like a, a place. It was like a venue. I you thought know? they gave him money. I mean, a sponsor would be saying like... He, he has a fee, a pretty substantial fee, so I don't think he goes and talks for free. Did the school pay the fee or did the, the conservative student body pay the... He, I know he charges a lot of money to come and speak. Uh, and you don't think there's any value of like listening to someone talk shit so that you know what the because i mean like he's he's free to talk anywhere else right exactly that's um, why i don't he's think there. he's actually been silenced that's my whole point is that he literally can go on any platform that's available and say anything he wants to say he hasn't been silenced it's not it's not like he can't continue he could literally in that same time slot go and just like do the same speech he would have given you know virtually and actually reach more people so he's not silenced well, he's not, but also like the the opportunity for those students may have been, you know, if that's their if that's their hero, if that's like Ugh. what they want to hear, they have been, uh, you know, I guess silenced in a way they they can't hear what they want to hear, you know, they uh, if they're bringing over their their hero, they can because um, I mean I I see it happening the opposite way, you know, like because obviously uh, if. The conserv- if, if there were more conservatives in the school, you know, and you wanted to bring in, let's say, in a, in a Christian school, you know, different rules, I guess, because it's private. But I guess that's my, that's my point. My, 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 the, the liberal sensibility in me is that, well, if you're, a, a, if you're like a minority liberal kid in a Christian school and you want to bring in one of these atheist speakers to talk – Obviously, the school is going to say, well, that happens all the time. Nobody cares. Like, Bob Jones University has, like, the most abhorrent policies around, and they restrict people's rights to certain classes. Women aren't even allowed to take certain classes at that school. So, I mean, there's that happens depending on where you're choosing what school you go to. There's no, like, dictate which school you have to take, you know, or go to attend. So, if you chose to go to the school knowing how the school is, then, you know, you have to, like, live with the consequences. And if you're a conservative, there's conservative schools out there. It's a business. I mean, they charge so much goddamn money to, like, go there. Get what you pay for, man. <laughs> True. Jax, what are your thoughts? Um, you know, <laughs> I, have, I have a lot of thoughts. Um, I think that, you know, the marketplace of ideas is something that we should be encouraging in any school. Um and uh, I don't care if it's Milo who shows up or some liberal left-wing champion who, you know, fought with the Viet Cong. Um, I don't think that uh, we should be, if people get invited, you know, let them come, uh, let them speak. This is the, the problem with the American child right now, and I use child from like, uh, zero to like 25 is this concept of, of having to be safe and how, um, you know, they, they feel unsafe when somebody says something that offends their sensibilities or they feel unsafe when they, um, in 
uh, a, a criminal justice class that involves, you know, assault, uh, a conversation about assault and it, and they require a trigger warning. Um, like you do not grow as a human being. If, if you cannot, uh, hear someone say something that you disagree with. More importantly, I think that that has caught that these that, that safetyism is what uh, I think it's been called and coined has given rise to significantly more mental illness as far as like anxiety disorders in children and young people. Um, so uh, we don't need ideas are not unsafe like. They are not going to cause you physical harm. You might find them repulsive, but you also don't have to listen to it. Like you can have your own speaker show up on the day that Milo shows up and go see that person. But to, um, but I think that destroying the marketplace of ideas leads to a more divided society, which leads to tribalism, which leads to the second civil war. <laughs> that's where it all leads it always all right. leads there but what do you think about Tiwi's idea though the, the, the fact of the matter is one she's right conservatives do have enclaves where they just make conservative people and they don't challenge their point of view um, and if you're sending your kid to Berkeley you expect them to get that that hippie you know lib- liberal education and then want maybe you you really do want to have a liberal kid and you want to you um, and that's that's your business choice. That's your your consumer choice. Um, shouldn't that be a valid place of like, okay, well, no, this is my this is my liberal school. You have your conservative school, so fuck off. Well, I think that, like I said, like the conservative school and the liberals, there are definitely conservative schools, hundred um, percent. Liberty University. Let's just pick Liberty University, the biggest shithole in the world. Um, what uh, you know, as a liberal. I don't want to be Liberty University. Like, I don't want to be the closed off conservative. I want to, I only want to hear my points and, and live in my bubble and make sure, and and make sure that I feel good about myself because I've surrounded myself with people who share the same ideas and ideals. I want to have just as a liberal, I want to have a cross section of voices that, um, can tell me, you know, experiences and et cetera, and ultimately form my own opinion, ultimately form my own opinion. Largely, it's going to be a liberal opinion, but like we've already talked about the second amendment on this, like Tiwi hates the second amendment. I love the second amendment, like, you know, but we're both liberals and we both have a good time together on a podcast every couple of weeks. Um, I wouldn't overestimate uh, the the good time. Part. Well, <laughs> you might you might not be having a good time, Mister Eight AM at the uh, W. Um, but I think the marketplace of ideas is a is a liberal concept, and so we should encourage it. I mean, I so I just want to update though. I don't. I actually don't even care. So I feel like the thing is is like I don't think that it's the students that shut it down. It's the school. And I mean, this has been happening since I, since 1.0 college, which was like in the 90s. And you had some like terrible person speaking. Kids would always protest. That's been like since the 60s at colleges. If you have like a speaker that people object to, they protest. That's not new. The new part is that the school shut it down. 
I mean, yeah, so you're like, absolutely right. So I don't think that we should be like talking as if it's the kids themselves that made this happen. I think it's the school administrations that are now, for whatever reason, and I think that speaks more to like the whole millennial commerce situation. Yeah, that um, they're the ones reacting in that way. Because honestly, like if I was an administrator and if there was Milo, like I literally wouldn't care. I would be like, go protest if you want. Like, that's your right. And like, obviously, like I wouldn't want to go see him talk. I actually, he's not even that interesting. Like I've seen him talk. He's not. Yeah, so I don't he's even. Actually, yeah, he's not. He's pretty like benign. So, I mean, honestly, I just feel like he's sort of like that attention horror kind of yeah. personality, like an Ann Coulter, but like in, you know, his own styling, like a, a younger Ann Coulter. Right. Um, but like, I, I personally would not like say you have to go away, but I think this is more of a business thing that for whatever reason, Schools are now sort of like, oh, we got to like cater to these, you know, these people for because they're paying this exorbitant tuition. But You're totally right. I, like they've I, given the I, power to the kids. Yeah. And I mean, I agree that maybe like I don't well, I also don't think that he's been like silenced. So I feel like he could definitely like still talk. But. I get what you're saying. I mean, he's like, on Alex Jones now, is from what I see. Uh, oh, he's he anchors yeah. the that's <laughs> awesome. Jones now. That's so. a weird combination. <laughs> that see, I feel like that combination kind of says how bullshit all of that is too. But whatever. Turn our but I, I, I kind of circle back to what you said, uh, Tiwi. Uh, is that what's important? Is that like so? You have actually gone out and actually you you were curious and said, okay, well, what's this bullshit Milo guy all about? Which I think that's the important thing, and I think that's what that. More often, I'm going to make a bold claim here. I think more often liberals are willing to do that. They're they're will, willing to challenge. At least that's my conception of liberalism: is 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 seeking out and challenging your own personal beliefs, um, and figuring out okay, well, what what is he all about? What is this all about? Um, and I, maybe you're right. It's the kids who are depriving themselves from this experience, not necessarily, and the also the the administrators who are kind of like kind of cowing to that yep. yeah. um i'm sure there's parent parental uh, involvement as well but um but yeah that does seem like a, it does seem like i guess in, in in broad strokes kind of a dangerous mentality to have and it's probably not even a, a considering how many people seem to be uh fighting against or 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 had the backlash against wokeness it does not seem like it, it is a concept it seems almost like a pretend concept yeah. um in that it's it, there is a real kind of a wokeness out there on some of these campuses but its actual effects aren't as nearly dire yeah. as everyone saying that and which i wanted this is actually perfect because i this is the, extra, the other kind of thing i wanted to get out there is that um is the fight against wokeness just another attempt to tar and feather the left because i feel like Yes. For years, probably ever since the left has been around, the right has always been out there trying to define what that means. Um, you know, in the 50s, it was all, you're all red pinko commies. Uh, you know, in the 80s, it was liberals are weak on crime. They're weak on defense. Um, to the extent that liberals didn't want to even def- like l- label themselves that. They kept they keep c- running to the next you know, adjective to define what they are. You know, now we have progressives. Um, <clears throat> and is wokeness just part of that trend? It is another way for the right and the alt-right and all these dissolution liberals uh, who are probably just like, 
whinging about, you know, what they see is like an overreach or uh, some kind of moral panic, that they're allowing themselves to be defined by these people, you know? Um, so, Jax, I'll pitch that to you. Like, is, is wokeness a real thing or is it just uh, essentially a PR campaign, uh, essentially w- waged against the left? Um, both. I think both. So I think that, and it, I think that it probably is, you know, like we said earlier, it's, it's not something that we, that liberals or, or progressives, whatever the fuck you want to call them, sling around is like, oh, I'm woke. You know, like, I think that you'd get your ass kicked if you said, said something. Well, it's in liberal circles, so you definitely would not get your ass kicked. But, um. Just be made fun of. Yeah, you'd like, be made uh, fun yeah. of in like a really <laughs> academic way. Um, no, I, but, but I think that, I think that liberals sort of pride themselves on being, um, cognizant of what's happening around them, uh, with respect to injustice. Um, or at least they try really, really hard to, to do that. Um, that being said, like it's absolutely also a PR campaign to smear the left, like, in, uh, you know, the, the left for, like you said, for years, for decades, the left has let themselves be defined by other people, um, by the right. And, uh, this is just another example of that where, um, oh, you know, you're going to lose our suburbs because they're going to give reparations and stuff like, you know, it's just, uh, just more nonsense. Right. And I do feel like the left is, worries a lot more about what the right thinks about them absolutely than the than the right wing ever gives a fuck about yeah. the liberals you know like if we're talking about things that people say the right consistently says terrible things yeah. <laughs> like uh about like just the left and i mean i think michael savage used to call liberalism a mental illness uh, <laughs> so uh it's just like okay well i mean Fuck, I, I, I don't care what I call the right, but at the same time in my head, I'm thinking, well, they're also people, and you know, I actually hang out with some of them, and they're not terrible people. It's just this idea, this philosophy. So I guess I don't know. I, I do that liberal thing where I begin like begin to nuance my my antipathy um, away from like pointing it at anyone, um, and uh, I, I don't think the right does the same thing. I don't think they're 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 nearly as as. Uh, afraid of offending anybody. You need to cultivate more hate because, see, <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to go all in on hate, 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 hate because they suck. Like today, actually, before we even started talking, I was on Facebook and somebody asked like, hey, what kind of mask are you guys wearing to work out in this like gym group that I'm in? And some guy posted mm-hmm. this picture of a freaking mesh thing on his face. And he's like, I don't wear a mask because I'm not a sheep. And then I, I had to comment because right. I was like, yeah, because sheep are smarter than you, you idiot. Like, it's just, I don't know. <laughs> These people are just, they don't deserve anybody's like pity or consideration that they're actually people. Sorry, I don't actually believe that. But right now I'm just like people suck at the same time though i wonder even if those people are even right wing or if they're just like you know edgelord shit poster types that no just, they are i always they're just so anti- and they i feel oh. like they're always consistently have a flag waving like that weird airbrushed <laughs> flag that somehow is in everybody's photos you know what i'm talking about it's just i think so yeah, yeah. they all have it but I, I guess maybe that's also what i think of the 
of the right wing right now is that it's a, just a party of shit posters. It's People just a bunch of trolls. Yeah. So troll the, them that back. Sociopathy. Yeah. I just, I feel like so. more of us need to troll them back. And the whole thing too, that I feel like the right wing is like starting to bring up this whole cancel culture thing. Like that's their new like jizz fest is, Oh, cancel culture is like destroying America. Except, Cancel cancel culture is not real. There is no cancel culture. When people say someone's canceled, those people always invariably come back. Like those people are never actually canceled. I like it'd be really hard to name somebody who was actually canceled. I'm, I'm trying to do it right now. It's impossible. I, I swear to God, people have Mel done the Gibson's most back. abhorrent <laughs> things. And yes, exactly. I'm telling you, like these people don't go away. Like you can literally wear like an SS outfit or like a full Nazi regalia and just be like, Heil Hitler. And then people be like, oh, you're canceled a year later. You know, I realize the error of my ways. Like they'll come back. Like those people always come back. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, cause even the governor of what, Virginia, mm -hmm. he, uh, he, they try to cancel him and <laughs> no. he didn't go anywhere. Nobody gets canceled. <laughs> it's not a real but thing. The, yeah. And I feel like the people that do get canceled, uh, that or at least temporarily, um, that there there might also be. I think I feel like the backlash is, or the 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 strategy is to just say, I don't care what you think, right, and just move on. Like that pharma like, guy in New York. Remember that guy? Yeah, farm Scarelli? Martin Scarelli. Yes, <laughs> like that guy. That guy doesn't. I give mean, he eventually went to prison, but he. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, but he 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 did other things that contributed to his prison time. Not so much just like no, that wasn't the canceling. His canceling never happened though. Like people, I think we can legitimately agree that if cancel culture was real, <laughs> that guy would be gone. Like you never would have heard from him ever again. And but we I kept think hearing he's from in him. prison. But the cancel culture, I think, applies large. I think where we see problems with it is when it applies to liberals, because conservatives are just like. Great, great. Uh, I'm canceled. Neat. Go fuck yourself. Right. But when it applies to they love liberals, it. it's part of their primetime ratings. Um, I, I think that you certainly do see people who have been canceled or who? like have name one. I, um, like the professor from Evergreen from Evergreen College a few years ago, Brett Weinstein. Brett Weinstein. Who? Brett Weinstein. Evergreen Wait, how long has that been? How long has it been? Well, you don't know his name, so it's been long enough. I've never heard. He's of him, been canceled. So. No, uh, but I well, didn't even yeah, know what he he's, canceled he's, for. He didn't do a white. He was out. a professor. He was a professor at Evergreen College who wouldn't do the uh, whiteout. What's the whiteout? Yeah, out? they basically said that they would do a day of, of a, no white students, and he wouldn't do it. Oh, okay. Because he said he said that was just inherently just like mean. When did that happen? Um, Two. I want to say like 2009 or something like that. But no, nah, it's been more recent than that. Is that even uh, a cancellation? That's not cancel culture, he, though, because it's not like the culture canceled him. It sounds like his career got canceled because he's like not following administrative rules. No, it was like a student no. thing where white students would not show up at uh, Evergreen for one day. To 2017. Show 2017, two years ago, three years ago. Yeah. And he would not do it. He was like, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to participate in so you're a saying he doesn't or have a, a job? He lost his. He, he resigned. He resigned because the students would would literally shut the school down. No, I'm saying, but like, what is he doing now? Like, to say he's truly know. canceled because he was not somebody who's in the public eye. So it's not like he counts really as like 
the cancel culture paradigm where it's like this famous person who was canceled. He's just some rando who had a job. So basically for to prove that he was like truly quote unquote canceled, he would have to be a young working person, like somebody who like, I don't know if he retired. If he retired, obviously he's not canceled. He retired. He was forced out of his job. I know. But what? Was how old was he? Like, was he of he's retirement like age? Pretty, no, he's a young guy. No, he's like, no, he's like then, 50 tops. Okay, so if he doesn't have a job, then you'd have a legitimate, like, he's canceled, I guess, except he's not really, like, somebody, I don't think that. But he, he, he was working at the college he wanted to, though, and then What's his name? Let's look him up out, on LinkedIn. Brett, Is he Brett, really? Weinstein. Brett Weinstein. Weinstein. Um, I've never even he's heard working, of this He's working, well, he's working with, he has a podcast. Okay, the guy's not canceled. There you go. He's not canceled. But that's still though. But I but mean, like, at the well, same time though, that's still being canceled because how he is lost that canceled? Job, you know, that's not canceled. That's somebody profe- getting losing their job. He, he he's a professor of biology, and now he's a podcaster. Is like, that all he is, he or are we just do? looking at his? Let's I have no idea. LinkedIn. I'm looking. I have a feeling he still has a job. If he has a job based on what he did, well, now that's he, not he's, canceled. He, he became famous because he got canceled. He was a nobody. And he didn't get canceled until he got canceled. Uh, you guys don't understand what canceled. The whole idea of so, this cancel culture thing is that like we don't hear but, from you ever again. This guy no, got a platform. Well, but that's the well, problem. That's one way to see I mean, it. That's, that's one interpretation. I mean, to me, canceled is. Uh, you're doing your thing. You say the wrong thing, and then you can't do your thing anymore. And it sounds like, like he's doing his thing. He has a podcast. Who gives it? No, he's a bi- he's a professor of biology. He's not doing his thing. He's not teaching. It says anybody. he began his podcast in 2019, and he's a visiting fellow at Princeton University. How is he canceled? He had his he had, he was a tenured professor at Evergreen. Like where Evergreen. He and so you think he'd rather be at Evergreen than Princeton? As a tenured professor, absolutely. Well, I don't know. He doesn't sound canceled. It sounds like he actually got a platform and he's enjoying this. Like canceled he is like you literally like don't do anything again. I don't. I think that's a very narrow definition of canceled, though, because uh, for for rich people like Mel Gibson, who was you Jesus could say canceled Christ. for being a racist. Uh, Anti-Semite piece of he, shit. Go ahead. He 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 was able to just you know he had millions and millions of dollars in a production company, so he just kind of like was silent for a little bit, and that satisfied the people who hated him. Um, Louis C- Louis C.K. the same thing, you know, like uh, he had enough money where you know he got caught showing flashing people so he went silent and then disappeared for a little bit and then i'm sure i haven't heard from him back in a while i think he made a a kind of a soft launch he made a soft launch uh no one really thought it was it was soon enough it was too soon so he went away again but he was gonna be back we know here's the thing though Um, cancel culture does not pertain to like the private sector it's not like about just you you can't be canceled that's not cancel culture is about like people who are in the public eye well no that's you just being we're all in the public eye though now no we're not all that's the the thing is it like if yeah if you let's say like, like this podcast it's in the public eye and if someone decides that they're offended by Something Jack says, not me or you, Jax, because he's the offensive one. Um, they start calling they, they, my they office. Say, yeah, and they and not they don't call me and and they uh, directly say get him off the podcast. Culture. That's not. But it, why should I lose my job for what, something what, I said? 
what you should definitely what lose you your job that, if you say offensive stuff. No, I 100% agree with that. Yes. If you're in a job, if you work in a position that affects people that and your views are terrible, you should not have that job. Like if you're a nurse and you think like black people don't deserve to get like medications. Yeah, you shouldn't be a nurse. You should definitely be fired. That's not that's not cancel culture. But though. what if you're but what if you're a nurse that doesn't think that trans women are real women? That happens uh, all the time. They can get fired. And you should get fired for that? Sure. What if you're what that's if you're a nurse bullshit. and you think that women shouldn't be what do you think women shouldn't be in the military and you're a nurse? Who cares? That doesn't affect their job. The thing is, it, no, that you're not listening. I said if it affects their job. If you're like a tenured professor and you think like ice cream is the like, or you think vegans are evil, who cares? Like that doesn't like, what does that have to do with anything? But if you're a professor who thinks like, oh, I'm going to protect white people over like minorities, then that's a problem. What if the opposite is that you you were going to protect white white people, or you just think that white people shouldn't be singled out on, on a specific day by the entire school, and you're like, well, no, this is going too far. We shouldn't. These kids didn't do anything. They're just white. Why oh are we having God. a day of absence? Yeah, no, that's problematic. No, 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 no. What the. You're going to literally like kids? protect the white kids? No. One freaking day? But That's they're kids. ridiculous. They're just kids. They're not they're not impacted by what? one day. What is the what is the harm to them? This isn't like nursing and medication. Like It's a terrible message no, to send. It's, not. it's a terrible message no. to send that like some people are evil because of their Nobody skin color. Nobody said they're evil. What are you talking about? Who said a day they're of evil? Absence? What? That does not imply it's that they're a, evil. It implies that the they, that the world is in their power and that one day they can experience one freaking day they can experience to not have that power. That is not a systemic it would be different abuse. If they, if they signed up for it, if they, if if white kids said, "I'm going to sign up," they for don't this, even I have to. They could it, still go to class. It doesn't. It's not like there's someone saying like you absolutely cannot. The white kids can still show up. Uh, let me actually read it. The day, the day of absence, with the actual. I mean, I know nothing um, about that this whole situation that you guys are even talking. About. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it, it doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound like a positive use of a school. A school. This guy and wasn't also even canceled, though. Out. You guys are trying to say he was canceled and he wasn't. He got so, a platform out of it. So your definition of canceled is just like the person cannot. Yes, is, that's is, cancellation. Is that's what. That is the so, thing yeah, that, that the right is always talking about. They're saying, oh, and they'll never work again. If you truly, nobody ever is canceled. That's my point is it's not real. That's so called like, consequences of your actions. Consequences of your actions has happened pre, like this whole notion of titling it cancel culture. You've never been able to just say whatever the hell you want at any job. You sign like all these freaking social media contracts. I have. We have rules. There's a policy, the social media policy at every place I've ever worked at that says that if you say anything that is offensive, you can lose your job. That's just a fact. But that's based on that's based on their subjective understanding of what's offensive. Exactly. You, you have no say about it. Exactly. Yeah. So and and just for so, like, I mean, I, I, I agree with you for the most part that, like, what, what your definition of cancel culture is has probably not happened. Um, that being said, I do think that people, you know, like you said, suffer the consequences of their actions. The problem is, I think that in, in some cases, the consequences of their actions are 
a very, very, very narrow community's um, defined consequence. Does that make sense? But that's so, always how it's been. I mean, the majority is going to always dictate what happens to you. It doesn't matter if you have a small saying, group of people who believe one thing. What I'm saying is I think that it is a small group of people in, in many cases who believe that, um, you know, this this person should not have said it this way or whatever. And as a result of that, those people also have platforms and they're able to amplify their voices in a way that is pretty detrimental. I don't think it would be a minority of people because a minority of people don't usually have that much power. They're the ones that are always silenced. So like the things about like most of the times the instances that are happening are usually related to racist things. Like people are saying racist things. That's almost like the most common scenario. If we're not talking about the actual like celebrity cancel culture, if you're talking about just like average people, people are posting, especially right now, and there's entire groups dedicated to getting those people fired. And yes, they get fired, but sometimes they don't. It depends on where they live and what the company believes. So it's not like they're, who knows? I don't know what's going to happen to them in their life in the future, but I do know that a woman several years ago who, what was it? She said some horribly racist stuff and she was on Twitter she has a job and she's like been interviewed about cancel culture herself and how it affected her. And she actually said, oh, I learned a lot from it. She's probably full of shit. She probably doesn't really believe that. But you know what she learned? Not to say that shit on Twitter. So I don't know. It just depends on where you work, how they view life. So maybe don't. Most people that know about this just don't use their real name, like on their social media accounts and like know to not give away all their identifying information uh i mean i guess it, it in cases where it's super blatant yes i think it's an easy uh thing to call i don't have much sympathy for someone who's just being a racist on twitter for shits and giggles um but it the the part where that gets me is the the how subjective it is and how people who might say things you know i don't think it's really smart to be opining uh, to the world uh, about your your the, the the thoughts that you might be conflicted with of like hey by the way I'm wondering you know if you, if you're starting your, your Twitter about that and you know it's going to lead into some kind of uh, bizarre or maybe misinterpreted some way probably shouldn't be doing it but at the same time the people who do do it uh, maybe there isn't an intent to be racist or evil or in in some way uh trying to limit someone else's rights but in those cases i've seen it in the brett weinstein cases specifically you know he wasn't necessarily trying to say okay well uh, limit the, the the rights of black people or or people of color he was just saying that in this case this just doesn't seem right this just i just i just don't like the the this you know the, the way this is going and for that he was like okay well you're an enemy of our group then because we we need uniformity here we need uniform adherence to what we think the rules are and if you're outside that then you you need you need to lose your job um and that that doesn't really strike me as well because that's i mean Sure, he has a platform now. You know, he has a, uh, and he is far more famous than he so ever was. So here's the thing: I'm just but, reading about this guy. He sounds terrible. Okay, this is like the day of absence. Apparently, has been happening for several years. This was not a new event. This was not like some like thing that he didn't yeah. know about when he started working there. So he just decided like, 
oh, I don't like this. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty fucking racist. Yeah, you deserve to, like, resign. He also wasn't even canceled. He resigned. They didn't tell him he had to leave. So how was he canceled? Who canceled him? People can choose not to like the guy. You say shitty things at a place that people don't agree with you. They're not going to like you. Like, it's not the law that people have to like you. Nobody canceled him. He canceled himself. He didn't even cancel himself. He said, I'm going to see myself out. There's the door. I'll leave. Right. I, I did, there was definitely a, uh, a cause and effect, though. Um, it wasn't necessarily. Well, yeah, exactly. You say shitty things or you do shitty things and people say that's shitty. You deal with the consequences. Know your audience. This wasn't even like a new thing. I thought this was like a new event. This is a thing that's been happening for years. No, this guy sucks. Like he obviously decided this was the thing he was going to dig his heels in on. He did that for a right. reason. He, yeah. Nah, nah, no sympathy. And obviously it got him what he wanted. He got the platform and he can probably talk about how the poor white people are just so oppressed having to give up one day at Evergreen University. He's a liberal. He's a liberal. Well, liberals are racist too. What does that mean? He's not. Nah, this guy sucks. I don't think it's, I don't think it's necessarily racist, but <laughs> I think he had an issue. And he, I think what it is is that he was waking up to this idea of wokeness, and he, yes, he decided no, dude, he's, this year. He's a I'm dumbass. He hit, said, "Put in. phenotype aside." That was a quote. Put phenotype aside. That's literally like saying, "I don't see color." That is the idiotic, most idiotic thing you can say to say that like nothing is based on skin color everything is sadly based on skin color this isn't like a choice but it shouldn't though right of course it It shouldn't shouldn't, but it is you can't just wish it away you can't just say like oh i'm gonna now not see skin color you that's implicit bias it's implicit you don't have control over it to deny that that's even happening is kind of it's just willful ignorance nobody's denying that that happens he is. He's saying that put phenotype aside on a college campus, one rights to speak should never be based on skin color. He's basically but like he should. It shouldn't. Of course it shouldn't. But that's not the reality. He's basically denying the reality. He's trying to say that like skin. We don't. Let's just you know the poor white kids like they need to have their voices heard too. Of course they do. They do. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I feel like though that's a guy that said that 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 that's that line could have easily started off with like we need to treat each other better, you know, uh, by simply saying we shouldn't do this sounds like a great declaration, you know, we shouldn't uh, see each other at, racially. We are, yeah, but we, we can't are, control reality. it. It's the fucking reality. Like people who say they don't see skin color or like fucking melting pot bullshit, they're just like that is actually inherently racist because you're basically trying to deny people's identities. And trying to say, like, oh, I see everyone equal. You don't, dude. Like, millions of research studies, well, not millions, but many research studies have proven you don't. You just don't. So stop trying to deny it. Because the more you deny it, the more it's a problem. You have to actually bring it to the light. Well, it looks like I'm going to have to let you have the last word on that. uh, Because it is that time again. As the saying goes, the hardest things to find are the ones hiding in plain sight. 
It turns out that a major online retailer has been hiding a diabolical secret out in the open for all to see, and now some sure-sighted sleuths have uncovered that terrible secret and are sharing it with the world. We'll tell you all about it at the end of the show. But first, we'll continue our discussion on the political issue du jour as we dig into some of the thornier issues surrounding wokeness, like Chaz, police violence, and of course, my surefire solution for all of the country's problems, which I'm sure will go over swimmingly with both of you. So plenty more to come on The Great Awakening just after the break. terrified place and you never know when your thoughts will get you in trouble that's why we at oki never ask you to be part of the conversation because we're not interested in having one we're just here to deliver 24 hours of curated information we believe a cup of coffee is just a cup of coffee and not some veiled subtext that betrays your inner hostility toward women in the workplace viewers of oki have consistently polled as the least informed audience in America for five years running, and we pledge to keep it that way, because the only thing standing between you and homelessness is your opinion on fair trade coffee, am I right? Which to be frank is pretty fucking evil for our tastes, but we're not here to judge, because OKI is not a news network, it's an information repository. After all, you don't want to know too much. Just enough. Barely enough. We offer breaking information such as the average weight of an orange has been the same for the last 50 years. Drinking water on a daily basis is necessary for survival. Poker happens. The sun is out and sometimes it's not. Did you hear? Birds aren't real. Watching OKI ensures that no one will ever ask you to weigh in on heady political subject matter or weedy social commentary because you won't even know where to begin. It's our philosophy to keep people uninformed long enough to get their kids out of college. No one needs to hear your opinion anyway, so just save that shit for retirement. In the meantime, stay tuned to OKI because what you don't know can't hurt you. Let's move toward the the the, the protests and uh, I guess the, the the major grievances there and the kind of the outgrowths of what happened after the the, the protests got started. Uh, you guys there in Seattle, you had the Chaz, um, and all I've ever seen are the pictures of it and the videos and of course the headlines about it. Um, what are your opinions, uh, Tiwi? You actually live there, so what's your opinion of the Chaz? And uh, it's now it's gone now, but when it was there, what were your thoughts? Was it a great idea, or is it just kind of? Yeah, eh, I don't know. I mean, I don't think there was like. I think the first few days, supposedly, it was it had a purpose or an identified purpose. Um, I don't know that they ever got anywhere with that, um, but. And having lived near that um, actual police precinct, the East Precinct, um, it does have a very ominous presence. And they are very aggressive towards the minority populace that lives over there. So I get the, the anger and the wanting to get rid of that precinct. My friend's dad actually works at that precinct. Um, and he's a minority, so it's actually extra interesting. 
Um, but yeah, I don't know the the chop Chaz. I'm not going to say Chaz because that's just gross sounding. I don't know why it just bothers me. Um, <laughs> I don't know that chop accomplished much. I used to watch the live stream um, protests that some of the the leaders were having, and they were interesting. But, right? Yeah. Is that kind of one of the the problematic things about some of the people we have? And I say we liberals, left wing folks that some of our greatest minds don't necessarily have a, a goal in mind, like a, a strong policy goal, um, that like the chop is one of their biggest accomplishments. And it was, I don't know what, what the point of it was is like, I mean, they, they wanted to have a, an autonomous zone in the heart of Seattle. And I don't think that's what, what the goal you know? really was though. The goal was to get rid of the East precinct. And they did well, that. Well, that's not going to happen. Well, they did it for a little while. And it actually almost did happen because I know from the other side that there was consideration of actually closing it down and moving everyone to the precinct, the West Precinct. But um, I think Trump came in and started doing whatever it is he likes to do. And then there was this whole, you know, back and forth with the mayor, and then they started going for the mayor, and there's still petitions to try to get rid of her. So I think um, power basically just swooped in and said, F you. Well, I mean, they also did it to themselves, too, because they couldn't police the, I mean, there were shootings and murders that was, happening That's there. what I'm saying. Like, it went on, and then it just basically, it was not what it was. Like, the people left. They weren't there anymore. The chop thing died pretty early on, and then homeless people basically just came in and lived there and were like took it over but they actually did accomplish i don't think you sh you're kind of undercutting they cut the police funding by like 50 percent that's huge and, uh, actually that's a, that's a good point um because that's another one of the huge criticisms uh, well brett weinstein was actually on joe rogan's show mm -mm -mm. and he was brought there he was brought there to spit essentially to talk about how uh how the the evil woke kids have now uh, metastasized in the country, and now they're protesting on the streets, and um, they're trying to abolish the police. That's his phrasing, um, and he he sees it as a, the, a as a very Marxist takeover. Now, oh my God, my counter to that is that these guys got stuff done. These kids on the yes. street, they got shit done. And things that were that needed to be done for years and, and politicians said they were going to get to eventually, um, but the kids actually went on the street and they got shit done because guess what? They, they stopped being polite, you know, as the real world goes <laughs> and things got real. And uh, now the chop, I think, is a... Is a, is a as a separate entity, I, I think is just as an outgrowth of, I don't know, anarchism and a, an idealistic yeah. uh, point of view. But at the same time, like you said, and maybe it wasn't them, but it was the other protests. It was just constant, direct political action mm -hmm. that told the, the, the politicians that the, the status quo wasn't good enough and they got stuff done. So, I, I mean... I feel like the protests were a good thing. They had to happen. They had to, people had to get out there. Now, obviously the looting, I don't, I don't know. That's, that's a different thing. And I don't think that that's actually associated with the people who actually had a, a message, but you know, that's, that's good to be me quibbling about, uh, the left and trying to make apologies for some shitty people that, that do 
coalesce on the on the sides of the fringes of of the the politics but uh Jax, what do you think the protests good bad yeah good um you know you know what you, i think you what you notice from the protests uh that occurred over the shutdown of michigan where a bunch of white dudes with um a ar-15s and um various other uh weapons went to state capitals and, and basically shut down state capitals. And the, uh, the, but the one in Michigan was the one that, that caught everyone's attention, um, you know, versus let's just pick Detroit. I don't know if Detroit rioted, but I assume that they did because they're Detroit. Um, the difference being like the police responses in these with these riots are, or with these protests are fucking crazy. Um, when you shut, when you have guys with AR 15s at the state Capitol and your police are there in their regular blue uniforms with their pistols on their hip, they don't, there's no escalation there. They just stand there and take it. And then the guys with the rifles leave. Whereas you get some kids on the streets and riot police show up with, tear gas that's banned across the fucking uh, uh, Geneva Convention and, you know, batons and rubber bullets, you're going to have people fucking pissed off and start rioting. So, like, in my town, they tried, from what I could see, they tried to set up a chop in my town. Oh, yeah. And it lasted for about 12 hours. They shut down the most one of the busier streets, like where my office is, I hear someone protesting almost every day. But then one Friday or Thursday or whatever, there's a lot of noise down below. And I'm like, what the hell is this? So I like peek my head out the window and the whole street is shut down. And there are people who are wheeling dumpsters into the street. And then they tip the dumpsters over and take the wheels off and they sit down. And it's like, oh, shit, there's some people going to get arrested right now. So I go down and I just like hang out for a little while. Nobody gets arrested because no cops showed up like the police didn't show up, took the complete, completely deflated this protest. They put the they literally put the wheels back on the dumpsters and rolled them back (laughs) and they were gone the next day. They were gone when I was going in to work the next day, like my town had the correct response. They didn't show up with riot gear. They didn't tear gas anybody. Nothing got broken. And but but you look at these other towns where people are losing their shit. Well, yeah, they're losing their shit. They're getting shot at with fucking tear gas. Yeah. And sometimes worse stuff. And sometimes you know, like worse. The, the they're getting like, hit by cars. Yeah. They're getting Some hit by cars. Died. Yeah. Fuck you. Like, you know, I, I have no sympathy for these people who are like blue lives matter. You know, I'm a I'm from a family of police. I'm from a family of police and I got a lot of cop friends and a lot of cop families and I love them. But you know what? Like they will coalesce around one another if somebody does something wrong so fast. Like and there is no, no blue life. Like, like it's, it's a, a job. job. <laughs> you picked job. it. <laughs> And so, they get paid well. Here's well. the thing, though. They get paid well. And they got, you know... So, they can't get sued. They could, you know, they could stab somebody in the fr- freaking throat. They can't su- get sued for it, for the most part. So, uh, 
I mean, if if police want to quell these things, stop showing up. Yeah. Like, why are you why are you showing up to a protest about you being brutal to people and brutalizing people? But also they could just stop killing people. <laughs> Absolutely. Stop Another killing suggestion. people. <laughs> yeah. Stop killing people. Stop tasing people. Well, I was yeah. talking to my sister yesterday and I'm like, I carry this video on my phone. I carry a video on my phone of a homeless guy who I represented once. And I represented him on two counts of assault three. Assault three is a felony, and it means that you assaulted a police officer, a nurse, or a firefighter. You know what he did to assault these guys? He threw a t-shirt at them. And he got tased for it. He got tased for it twice. And I keep that video on my phone to remind myself of the pieces of shit that walk around this town behind a behind a fucking badge this might be a digression from wokeness because now that we're talking about the cops uh it's a conversation i like to have whenever i can um (laughs) because i get so angry (laughs) uh (laughs) but uh do you think like uh, i think tiwi and i went back and forth on this once uh or maybe not i don't maybe i don't like i don't really think that the cops i mean i know that the cops have a racism problem but i don't think that's actually the the, the, the actual leading cause because I think that some cops are racist and some aren't because you often, you clearly have cops of color who they're racist too though kill and I don't that's the thing is like, I don't think it's race I think it's class I think no, it's, it's that race. cops are a part of the status quo and they're part of a and that their job is not to protect us it's to protect property and the rich and the wealthy and the people who are up above the status wise. And that's why when you get indoctrinated into their, their, their blue lives, uh, cult that they no longer see people of their own community as, as people will deserving of, of rights. Yeah. Um, you're civilians. It becomes an us versus them. You're c- right. You're a civilian. And that essentially means you're cattle. You're, you're part of the, the, this, this, gross system that they have to police um to get you into your jobs to get you off the streets to get you you know just keep moving the fucking cows into their into their daily lives so that the rich people can you know the elon musk of the world can launch you know cars into space um that i i mean i i have nothing to back that up it, it just the fact that like you know cops seem to kill anybody you know they um but they, they just seem disproportionately they, it's people of color by a pretty substantial margin. I think it's 25%. That's and black lot. Americans make uh, 13% of the, 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 con- but even, the population. But look you know, at how even, many of are in prisons. Yeah. Which is, yeah, no, that's the thing. That, that, uh, I will say that once you get arrested, once you're in that system, if you are a person of color, you are fucked. That, that it, is a, I, it is a new Jim Crow. It is a, a system designed to... Uh, Take away the, your Second Amendment rights from people of color, and two, to keep them off the streets so that you know you can essentially destroy entire communities um, uh, for generations, so that you have generational. Uh, I, I'd say that I was going to say poverty, but essentially, like you, 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 you have mean, generations yeah. that can never accumulate wealth, yeah. um, and you just keep people. Basically, you keep them stuck in time, yeah, and so that they can never progress upward where all you know all the other whiteies that uh you know they get pulled over they don't have to worry about i feel like oh shit when i come after me now when we lived in idaho um i used to get pulled over all the time like all the time and i got pulled over walking twice 
So I mean, I just like I don't know what it is, but in but, Idaho, like. But you had that you had that fucked up car though. That was no, but I'm talking about walking. I got Jim pulled Whitey. over walking oh. twice. It's probably because they and knew you from the fucked up car. <laughs> no, yeah. and you're, I didn't you're even a have that car. I didn't even have that car for like two years because our parents <laughs> took it away from me. And when I got pulled over, that was when they like I was walking and I hadn't had the car for over a year. So it's not the car. And I didn't even look that You're crazy, I don't think. But anyways, I got pulled over well, You twice. don't think. <laughs> Walking. But in Washington, I never get pulled over. And I had the same, like, the same car for, like, some of the period of time. And I still never got pulled over in that car. But see, again, I don't see that's, I don't see that as racism. I see that as you're in white bread fucking... That was racist! Idaho. They were racist. You look like a white person. You don't you look like You think I look like a white person, but you haven't been in my skin where people have literally called me horrible, horrible slurs. Like, I was on the, like, no-fly list. Not the no-fly list, but the, like, secret list of, like, you know, the random check thing after 9-11. Because they think you're Middle Eastern? Apparently, yes. People think I'm Iranian because <laughs> that's what I got, like, a lot. <laughs> so people think I'm, like, well, By the way, some random uh, it's not... Y- being called Iranian is not a slur, so you need to take that. Well, back. that's not the slur. I didn't say the slur. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It, was just it would be so awesome um, if you were on the no-fly list. I mean, I was like on the like weird checkout list, and they would do the humiliating thing. It's not like they do now, where they like do it in private. They would pull me in front of all of the people and like open my luggage in front of everyone and do the full body check in front of everyone at the gate. That happens to me all the time, too. But it's because I'm short with people. Oh, I didn't say anything. Because <laughs> you're a jerk. Yeah, Abby was Abby was like, I, uh, one day we were driving across the border, and she was like, I want you to do all the talking. I need to see why you keep getting stopped at the border. And so I did it, and she was like, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> like, when they say, where are you going, and you answer Canada, like, that's not funny. Well, like, yeah. <laughs> See, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> have you have you changed your ways? No, have you of course been, not. Like uh, it's, it, I don't want to <laughs> tell people what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> you just make up a city in Canada. Yeah, they got the oh, no. boot on my neck. They got the boot on my neck. <laughs> uh, God, you're just like one of these fucking, um, uh, was it, uh, First Amendment auditors. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just constantly looking for trouble. Yeah. Gotta be. Uh, meanwhile, Tiwi's over here trying to live her life, and she just yeah. You, you, you like, that's privilege. That's white privilege. Called Iranian. It, like pissing off the cops just because he wants to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's well. That's good to know. Good to know, Jax. Um, I was kind of a let's, let's antagonize uh, each other for a little bit because uh, I do wonder. This this is one th- idea that I, I was thinking about about. Uh, just kind of liberalism, and one of the things I've always noticed, and kind of, I don't know if I, it's just one of those opinions I've had, so maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like that every politic, every kind of wing of the politics, let's say, have their own little shibboleths that that, that they, they adhere to, that, that, that kind of denote what you are. Like, if you're, like, anti-abortion, then most likely you're a liberal. If you're, you know, uh, pro-Second Amendment, you're, you know, you're most likely a right-winger. That's not a universal statement, but you know, for the most part, if you can get, answer like five questions, uh, you can find out where someone leans on the spectrum. Now, I've always thought 
or I've been recently coming to this conclusion that I feel like liberals by and large don't really care about policy so much and it becomes it's become an addiction to movement politics you know and that's actually it's one of the great things about liberalism is that we've always been at the forefront of big changes abolition uh, women's suffrage you know gay rights uh, civil rights um, but I feel like that that idea that that yearning to have another big movement has become the kind of the low-hanging fruit for the, the 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 politics and that no one really thinks further on to like education reform or healthcare reform because those just aren't sexy and they're also not really divisive you know um they're just there's no real like red meat to those things um what is your opinion am i am i off base here or uh, i'll start with you tiwi uh or 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 is there something to that the, the fact that 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 Liberals just seem to be at war. Just I don't know. They they they're, they're they're looking for that next big movement. I feel like they haven't established the movement, so they're still working on it. I don't think it's like civil rights is not. It's not like we we've got civil rights. Like that's not a complete thing. So I think that's kind of the core issue is to sort of be able to exist in the world as a minority. Like that's still not a thing that people have. I mean. So I don't think that people are going to, it's like, I think we did have this conversation. It's like the Maslow hierarchy of needs. If you can't even like get out your door without being arrested or experience like 5,000 microaggressions to just like finish your day, like you're just beat down. Like you're not going to move to the next actualization step in the pyramid and education. Yeah. It's like a huge thing and everyone cares about it but i think that you know when you're at the still at the bottom level that's going to be a more pressing matter Jax, what are your thoughts i don't know i think that i think that i mean the 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 movement politics is sexy so i mean it's like it gets headlines nobody really gives a shit about like what is our you know foreign policy going to be with brazil going forward uh but you know i don't know I don't really have a good good point here. I mean, it, it does seem like a very insular kind of politics. Like you, you said, like there's no real like outward facing, like what is our policy with China? Well, I'm too concerned about, you know, these other things. Um, not to say they're not worthy of being considered. I would say though, and this is this is a conversation too you, you and I have had. Um, it was part of an earlier uh, podcast that got cut because it was a three hour long conversation. <laughs> but uh, my thought was that some of these things, like we, we, we talk about, you know, what is the solution for racism? And my point is, is that there is no solution for racism as a, as it, it pertains to just that. Like if you just say, okay, well, we just need to make people um, not be racists. Uh, that, that I don't think there is a policy that you can draft that will make the people, the, the, the KKK guys in you know Alabama not be racist um, or even just the, you know, the misogynists out there, you know, like be better to women. You know, we, we're going to put all these laws in place to, to make you better than women. And my contention back when we talked to you, was that uh, we should be concentrating more on the, the idea of rising all boats, essentially like a UBI situation, universal basic income, where we try as much as we can to address economic issues and let 
and and really to the extent and this is probably stronger opinion than any Andrew Yang kind of thing because I'm thinking I would want it a, a system where all of your basic needs are taken care of your house your education your your health care um, anything that requires you to live your gas your electricity all that stuff is paid for and all you have to really consider is would, the only thing you would, if you were consent with that, you can just hang out and be at your house. Um, no job, nothing. But if you wanted anything extra, internet, for instance, but maybe internet's, you know, uh, uh, should be a utility as well. So let's just say you want an Xbox uh, or a PS4, or PS5, and uh, you need an extra income. So that's when you'd get into the job market. In my opinion, this, in my head, the way that would upturn the current dynamic of employers needing work versus employers needing workers. And therefore, you, would, you wouldn't necessarily, you would never get rid of racism because these people, whatever they believe in their heart is what they believe, you know? But you would make it so that if he claps back at you about any kind of racial shit, any kind of like bullshit, misogynistic shit, you could just say like, fuck off, I'll go get another job. And he's out of a worker, you know, he's, he's out of, he needs, he, he's out of, essentially out of business. So it places the onus on them to treat people well. Um, they, there's an actual economic penalty um, greater than what we have now because there's a surplus of workers. So there's no real incentive for them to change their ways. They can just be like, oh, fuck you. Uh, if you don't like the way, I, the way I run my company, then go find someplace else to work and they'll just, you know, hire someone else. Um, so that, that's my world philosophy. Uh, <laughs> Tiwi's shaking her head. So I'm going to go to you first, Jax, and, uh, and then we're going to let Tiwi unload on my, on my show. No, idea. I want her to unload on it. All right, Tiwi, go. <laughs> So, I mean, basically, you would just be taking the existing structure and pushing it up a step. It's like, how is that going to help anything? So the only difference is that now maybe people who can't eat can eat, but they still have no future and they can never get out of that situation because now we're just actually openly accepting racism because you can never change it. And misogyny is also cool, too, because we recognize that that's a belief system. And you know what? We can't change your views, so... We're just going to accept that and let's just continue. So now what you have is a marketplace that embraces this with the power holders who are predominantly white men who everybody's like, yeah, you know what? They have their views. This is just how people are. Like, I don't know what to tell you, but you know what? You have food. You're not starving. So I don't know what you're complaining about. You're well taken care of. But no, you actually don't need to have this job. I'm sorry. I'm not going to hire you. It's just how I feel. So actually, all the white men are now power holders, and they're just hoarding power now. Now we don't even have to hire women or minorities. We don't need them. It's fine. We have a surplus of workers. And all of you minorities who obviously aren't in the surplus, you can just like you know what? I don't know why you're complaining. Just quit your complaining. You have food. You have a house. You have internet. Just shut up. Let the men talk. Like, how is this going to make anything better for anyone? All it does, all it does, is make the the bottom rung a step higher. You basically just made the pyramid. Now they want self actualization, but they can never attain it. That's not true. I, I didn't get remove the ability for someone to get a small business loan. Oh my god! You think themselves. that the white people who have all the power are going to give the minority the small business loan? The same ones that currently don't give the small business loan by staggering degrees. 
What's going to make them do that? Well, you because essentially uh, a boycott of workers would very you much have exist a surplus of workers. To. Who cares? Another one will come along. A white one will come along. A white man. They're being born every day. Right now, there are people that are in the workforce that don't want to work. They don't want to actually participate. They have to participate, though. If you basically said, okay, you don't have to, lots of people would take you up on an offer. Not just uh, people of color, but tons of poor white people would also be pulled up, and they would also drop out because people would find it much more life-fulfilling to Twitch, to, to, to stream on Twitch or to, to be a YouTube personality or just make their Instagram thing their whole life, they would take it. Um, and I think that, because we do have a surplus now, but then if you just removed that, those, those people from the workforce and they may not come back. That's the thing is if, if they, don't have an, they don't have a reason to come back, they won't come back. And so you have to, the, the companies, the white man companies would be forced to incentivize Mm-mm. a workplace They're for not them. going to. They haven't even now. There's already existing laws. They don't have to now. There's like freaking like the best of that we can do because we're pathetic. Like Title IX, there's all these like rules that say like, hey, you have to treat people equally and they still don't do it. Like you think getting rid of that and then just giving people a basic income is going to make it better? I didn't say getting rid of it. I didn't say getting rid of any of that. I just said this, add this to the system. Add this to the system. The system won't change. Then the system wouldn't change. And if anything, it would just get worse because then they would be like, oh, I really don't need to give you a job. You're fine. But they would need to. That's the thing is that like they still need workers. I mean, there's going to have they, workers. There's, there's plenty of white dudes 18, who want to have just like there's plenty of everybody. You're assuming only white dudes want to work. There's tons of like you're assuming that all this all these white people have this this spirit. They're in, the majority that they're going to take the jobs. Still, if there's a massive amount of unemployment, let's say 50 percent unemployment because you've given UBI to everyone. You're going to have a, a shortage of workers, and, and you're going to have to entice some of them to come back. And sure, maybe you want to keep your white workers, uh, you know, there, so you're going to give them a little extra. But you need to get everybody, as many people mm-hmm. as uh, you uh, as you can. This is horrible. Uh, to, to, I, I, I don't. Cause here's the thing, though. What what is your solution, though, to end racism? I think imposing, that, is, that like, is the goal, right? So, yeah, that would be the goal. But I don't think the goal actually is to end racism. The goal is to have equity. It's not about like ending racism. Racism's there. You can't get rid of it. It's about knowing what your biases are, to know that they exist and calling them out. To just deny that they exist and say, oh, we don't have a racism problem while all of our CEOs are white men, That that's a problem. Like, but... The way to change it is to acknowledge it and actually put rules to make it equal to have rules that say like, I mean, the NIH has rules. Okay, like the NIH has rules for like recruitment and demographics, right? Your demographics of recruitment have to match the demographics of your population. So like if you have, for instance, even like a disease that's like only going to affect like this per, you know percentage of whatever group of ethnicities, like it has to match that. That should be the rule for hiring. Hiring should match the demographics of wherever you're hiring. So if you're in Detroit, your CEOs should be predominantly African-American if that's the largest percentage of people in that area. If you're in like, 
Idaho, it should match the demographics by percentage for, I don't know, white people, but there's Hispanics. But then it, then it, well, don't it just be like white feel then? No, there's actually like, there's a lot of Hispanics. <laughs> there's, there's, and apparently there's a lot of people moving from Africa to Idaho, which is like, to me, the craziest thing in the world. It's like, do you guys know where you're moving? But I'm just saying, like, it should match the happens. actual demographics of the, the people. Right now, it does not at all. Like, it doesn't even come close. And there's the only reason is that we just have all these biases that people just don't even do anything. And they'll now, and I will go back to your woke issue here, because now here's a problem. We have this thing where people have performative wokeism. Okay. So there's like performative calling it What's out. That? It's what I see a lot. And it's where, especially in liberal Seattle, you see. You see where people are like, yes, we need to change this. Yes, we have people of color. Yes, we need to hire them. And they don't. But they'll talk about it. They'll talk about it constantly. But it will never they'll change. They'll black out their Instagram. They'll just, they'll do all the things. They'll do everything. They'll like, you know, march with everyone. They'll celebrate diversity. But do they ever change their hiring practices? No. Are the CEOs still white men? Yes. They actually had a panel at this company where... That it was about uh, gender dis- like hiring practices and how there's not enough women in CEO roles. And the panel was all men. It was all men. And it's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, wh- what is this even saying? Like, if you can't enact policies that just, I mean, that doesn't even seem like a crazy policy to say, like, your company should match the population. Like, how is that crazy? I mean, there's probably like a role for everyone because we know that like standard deviations of IQ across the board are not like challenged by race. Like that has nothing to do with it. It has to do with like your socioeconomic status, which just affects people across the board. So there's definitely like the jobs. And so why are we still, we just basically are just saying like, yeah, we know about this. Let's do something. And then we never do anything. We need to do things. We need to make rules. We have the closest we got was equal opportunity. And it's a joke. It's ridiculous. It doesn't actually do anything. It does something for some people, but it doesn't even come close to actually like achieving like equitable opportunity for people. So I feel like though, if you merge your idea uh, with my idea, then then I we, think we, we would have a beautiful society. <laughs> but you can't just have your idea and think that anybody's going to change anything. I mean, look at Iceland. Like, didn't Iceland have that huge financial crisis, and then they made rules about yep. like women have to be equitable on the table, and it like. Not only did it help them financially, because women are superior. I'm going to go on the record as saying that oh, women yes. are superior. <laughs> canceled. I, I can't, canceled. can't believe canceled. women supremacist. <laughs> <laughs> canceled. I'm taking you off the call. <laughs> I just dropped off. But, oh yeah, he has the power. He yeah. still has yeah, that's the right. power. Granted, you white guy. Minutes. The white guy. <laughs> My minutes. My minutes. Oh, please. Um, but I'm just saying. I don't think that was the only reform, but I mean. I know, but a, it was. Uh, I'm just pointing it as one of the pieces and it was huge. It was like, it was very, they did say that it was a big change because here's the thing. Women do have a voice. They have thoughts. We have good things to contribute to the world. You may not like to hear it. Yeah, all those conservative women. They can bring their crap too. I mean, whatever. All women have thoughts. I'm just saying all, all 
women matter. I don't know. <laughs> so that's a problematic thing to say. <laughs> it probably time. is actually a problematic uh, thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not intersectional. <laughs> All right, let's get into the break. There are thousands of kids that go missing every year in the United States, and now through cunning detective work of the internet, we know what's happening to them. We'll uncover the scandal of the decade when we reveal the terrible secret that Wayfair doesn't want any of you to know about after the break. This week on the KTLU Friday Night Feature... The small town of Redneck, Wyoming is terrorized by mysterious shape-changing monsters known only as the Identity. What's the matter, honey? What's the matter? There's mommy. She's right there. What happened? No, you're not my mommy! With no one to trust, the town begins to turn on itself. I've seen people exhibiting paranoia. People afraid. Afraid of family members. Let it go! People afraid of themselves. It's up to star quarterback and army veteran Chad and his all-American girlfriend, Marty, to face off against the brain-devouring alien. Come on, Marty, let's get out of here. They're out there. We're gonna go right now! But with all the major coastal cities already taken over by the identity, the pair soon realize that nowhere is safe for good old-fashioned American values. We're gonna get out of here, Marty. Where are you gonna go? Where are you gonna run? Where are you gonna hide? Nowhere. Because there's no one like you. Left. That's Identity Crisis, this Friday at 9pm. They'd kill to be you. Only on KTLU. Perump. From claims that injecting bleach into your veins will cure disease to fake sprees of sex traffickers using zip ties on car windows, we're here to help you know your hoax. Pedophile scandal commonly known as Pizzagate. It's a journey into a land of fantasy. 666 and its use in the Universal Product Code. Which is typically used for behavior modification. It's all a hoax, folks. It's all a big hoax. All right, so this story comes out of completely nowhere. Uh, obviously, the the internet trash bin that is the the source of all ideas now. Um, but I, th- I think it's actually pretty topical because this may have come out just a, a week before we recorded this. Um, the allegation is that Wayfair is now a storefront for uh, kidnapped children and that it, this is kind of an extension of the Pizzagate uh, conspiracy. Um, thoughts, first of all. <laughs> Tiwi, did you, did you, are you familiar with this, uh, <laughs> this fucking uh, thing? Yeah, actually, I ordered um, a sibling for HB, and they're going to get delivered, I think. I have tracking. They're going to get delivered tomorrow, but sometimes the tracking's a little weird, so we'll see when they get here. Um, But I did order a lovely little child, and I'm really excited to... I got a girl, actually. I thought it would be kind of fun. That's There we go, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So to be sure, so the, the, the conspiracy goes down like this, is that someone... Tweeted or tweeted out said my spidey senses are tingling. What's with these storage cabinets? Extremely high prices, all listed with girls' names and identical units selling for different amounts. And they're selling for like ten thousand, five thousand, fifteen thousand dollars. That is really high. Incredibly, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so they're like, wait, that, that's suspicious. And so what they did is then they went back and they searched, I guess, the uh, missing children's database. Um, if there's such a thing exists and they came up with these names, um, like especially surnames, but like particular surnames that, you know, like Baumgartner or something like that. 
and are they, they would then go to Wayfair. Baumgartner? They have their last name. They're named, they're they're named peculiar things. They're actually named like they're they're very peculiar. Some are like Sarah something. Well, oh, in fact, so weird. what happened is they typed in these uh, missing these missing kids names into the the registry, and they went and then cross searched against uh, Wayfair, and they were getting hits. Like kids' names were showing up on on the Wayfair site. Under, and they were show up as these cabinets, these really expensive cabinets or tables or God knows what. Um, so based on that, they just concluded that Wayfair was trafficking small children. Here's the catch, though. One of the women or girls that had been registered as missing, um, her name was also in the Wayfair catalog. And uh, she came out and said, wait, I'm not missing. I was, I was reported missing. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I'm actually here, like right here. I'm not, I'm not being trafficked on Wayfair. Um, and people started doing that, like with their own peculiar weird names and they there to find their names in Wayfair for some odd reason. And the debunkers say that this is because there's just a really peculiar naming conventions for furniture and that, uh, you know, it, are you in there? I'm in there. <laughs> is that you? Are you in Wayfair? I am. So, and I'm only $80. So T- it's so rude. <laughs> <laughs> so Tiwi just did the Wayfair challenge and she is being trafficked for $80. Uh, um, you know, you, you have steal. a deal. You know, so. <laughs> Can you imagine uh, being the asshole who like orders some shelves and a kid comes? <laughs> like, what is this? I just wanted shell. What the fuck? <laughs> These were the ex- the Sarah model was exactly the kind I needed. Uh, right, and I, what's really astonishing to me is like legitimate people. I think I sent you a text on this. Legitimate people are like boosting this as no, seriously. Like I'm an authority on uh, child sex trafficking. And uh, this is the same thing I look for. It's totally not like a failure in their algorithm. It's it's kids being trafficked, um, which I don't understand why that's like the 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 leap that people get to. Like, why is that where you go? Right. Well, it's because they're. If you want to talk about moral panics, <clears throat> uh, it seems that. Uh, this pedophilia thing, it, like the idea of the uh, of pedophile and secret pedophile networks, is has become the conspiracy. It is the the thing that just motivates people. I mean, I, as you know, it has its roots from far back in the day. You know, even the Satanic Panic was greatly motivated by harm against children. Um, but now it just seems to be getting amplified. PizzaGate was a thing that you know, got, got everybody in, in interested because they thought it was the DNC itself, um, was using pizza code words to, uh, Ugh. traffic children. And now, you know, now we have this, but it's, it, it is kind of like pareidolia, you know, like they looking into a, a, a system and seeing, getting back, whatever, like a pattern, you just recognize this pattern. And, but you also have a bias toward, uh, I guess, you know, that, that there must be secret evil pedophile networks. And we know that's, I mean, there are, as I said before, they exist. Yeah. Exactly. It's not like it's, but they're it's not going to use Wayfair. Thing. I mean, I feel like if Wayfair was like a, a site where you, like a publicly, you know, updated site, that could be a thing, maybe. I don't know, like Amazon is. Like you have little marketplaces in Amazon. Yeah. But right. they're also still delineated as marketplaces, so you know that it's like a publicly, you know, sold item. 
And you're probably not buying kids off of Amazon. No, probably not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious that they actually didn't pick Amazon. Seeing that Amazon is the kind of octopus that's taking over everything, why wouldn't they also be part of the black market? I mean, I am surprised Um, they aren't. I mean... They probably are. And also, like, why wouldn't they point to, like, the dark web? You know, like, why would anyone that's doing something this evil use Wayfair, you know, like it's cause, it, cause yeah. uh, these traffickers are so lazy. They need an actual, like, I don't want to start my tour browser up and the VPN. I just need, let me go to a public website that just, you know, is barely concealing. And why like a bunch of cabinets, like, as we know, like pervs are pervs. They want to see like their merchandise. Why would you just buy a random like cabinet? I mean, it is, it is kind of like one of those, uh, like, well, well, what what kid am I getting here? It's just a, a giant white cabinet. I mean, but I, that goes into the idea of the very Byzantine ideas around how these guys use their codes. So, like, even with the PizzaGate thing, like when they when you ordered a pepperoni and cheese pizza, that meant a specific type of boy um, versus a cheese pizza with with uh, like a uh, Hawaiian topping. Um, and that's why, because they were, they were particularly tipped off because the pizza orders had very bizarre toppings. And I said, because it was like, who would ever put uh, uh, salami with uh, anchovies and, you know, Brussels sprouts? Like who, who eats mm-hmm. that kind of a pizza? It must be kids. They must be talking about kids. So, in this case, I mean, there's not a lot of codes to go on because you had, it's just a cabinet, but there's some cabinets with multiple drawers, and I don't know. But it, it, it's in the it's part of the, the 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 conspiracy theory that specific codes mean specific things. So even though you're looking at a cabinet, that's just for us normies, the the pervs. They actually know what they're ordering here. <laughs> It's such bullshit. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's, it's like, so dumb. It, uh, that's the thing. And that's so, so we we talked about this TV about the the paranoia register. The idea that certain things, uh, certain conspiracies, are kind of like they they move the needle. Even yeah. if you think you're like if you're not even if you don't think you're prone to to yeah. conspiracies, there are some things out there that are like what, mm-hmm. and others. Like flat Earth and me, I you know I'm like uh, no, it's it's you know I've that's, been up that's high, dumb, right? <laughs> um, and this one instantly come across, came across to me, and I'm saying, okay, this is this is absolute stupid mm-hmm. bullshit. Um, and but for I've, clearly uh, other people are very convinced this is how you traffic kids, um, and not you know in some you know in not some other kind of more mundane way like it's your uncle or it's your grandfather you know it's you know do people actually buy kids on the internet from online they don't websites? use their real names they, that's for sure like you're not gonna sell the actual missing kid under their actual missing child name i mean i'm not a trafficker but i'm pretty sure that would like be kind of a you know a big red herring like hey look at this i have the kid with their name it just is right I actually want to say that uh, Wayfair took an actual stock hit when this came out. Too. Oh yeah, um, because people that, were that, leaking that, their like internal memos where they're like doing damage control. People are just idiots. Uh, <laughs> uh, talk about cancel culture. You get cancel Wayfair because of some bullshit, <laughs> some yeah. some made up shit. They'll be fine. Um, yeah, they'll be fine. Uh, or those rebrand. I mean, those. they're too convenient. Oh, that's the other thing, they're too. They're too convenient to go away. People love Wayfair. 
Right. Well, that's the other thing too. So uh, yeah. people are using this kind of uh, bizarre uh, wording. So it's it's you say Wayfair, Wayfair. Wayf. They were, yeah, they were splitting up into Waif Fair. So as in you're buying waifs. Except you know, that's young, not how you spell young. waif. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. But it's pronounced that because you know uh, it's, it's a way of concealing their like, intent. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so it just let the like conspiracy the, the, theory the, flow over you. Just relax. Right. It actually stands for "Want a young female, and I'm ready." Oh, oh, <laughs> uh, look! Uh, look you see, yeah, you're getting the spirit of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So that's uh, the 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 absolute industry involved into making these kinds of conspiracies, which actually inspired me to kind of help the world with conspiracy theories, because I was thinking we need to create a conspiracy theory about how Donald Trump is a liberal plant from New York. He never intended to become president, but now that he's a president, he's going to make it so that he's, he's going to run the country so poorly that no Republican will ever, ever, ever get elected. That's one. Two, he also wants to kill as many conservatives as he possibly can. So with the aid of China, he released the uh, coronavirus onto the world. And then he told only liberals to wear masks and then convinced the the conservatives. That's actually true. No, that's actually true. All of what you're saying is 100 percent true. I have the documents. I saw it. I I saw it. No, I saw it online. It's 100% true. You're talking about the leaked memo? Exactly. The leaked memo? The it's leaked memo? Verified. Yes, the White House memo. No, that was verified. Yeah. Verified. I saw it. The yeah. Democratic liberal verified. from New York uh, that they're trying to exterminate conservatives Good. by convincing Good. them not to wear masks I during like the pandemic. That's why I love Trump, but you know I can never say that. We could never say that. We're actually all pro-Trumpers on this show. For sure. Uh, but we can't because it's part I of the conspiracy. I buy his secret you know, merchandise. When, I do. The blue stuff? Yeah. The blue masks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make conservatives die again? Mm-hmm. Uh, that with the, with the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that needs to get out there. Well, I, I hope no one hears that. I hope no one hears no, that. No, you don't want people to know about this. No, I mean, we're just talking. I mean, there's no one listens to this show anyway. So uh, we can, <laughs> we're just talking to each other, you know, over, over Zoom. So, uh, yeah. I was so, just book Russian. Luckily, that secret is safe. Yeah. That secret's safe. Totally safe. All right. Well, I feel like uh, that. Know your hoax, folks. Wait, uh, you got just what I need. Uh, I don't know what that last part was. Uh, all right. You can reach us on Facebook at Far Off Topic Show and Far Off Topic and all the other socials. You can reach me via Twitter at Fiasco Jones. Tiwi, where can folks reach you? Don't reach me. I have no friends. Or you can look up at Jenny Said Stuff on Twitter. Uh, Jax, what about you? Where Have you finally come out of your she, secret hiding place? She stole my bit. Uh, bit <laughs> thief. <did>. Bit thief. <laughs> now you have to say where they can reach you. Uh, I'm on Twitter. Uh, I don't know what my username is anymore. It's something. That was Captain Jax. Captain Jax, 458. That's right. There we go. Four, five, there, eight. look at that, folks. You only had to get to episode twenty-five Four, five, eight. to get to get those goods. Um, so yes, as always, all our episodes are posted on our YouTube account. Um, that's where the full show notes are, and you can find that YouTube account by searching for Far Off Topic on YouTube. Um, 
If you'd like to support the show, feel free to comment or rate. Most of all, thank you for listening. And until you hear from us again, so mote it be. So mote it be. So mote it be. Off topic.